Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Devon Hour. Today, it is the last episode of the Drag Queen Extravaganza, and we are featuring the amazing Darby Lynn Cartwright from the IMHO channel and from the Chicago drag scene. Make sure you show them some love by following them on all social media platforms. This was a really fun series and i'm so happy that i did it i'm so happy that i got the chance to get to know these amazing amazing queens so like i said check them out i hope you enjoy this episode and yeah that's it <laughs> enjoy your friday and i'll catch y'all later um was it my friend uh chris chris miss t talk oh miss t talk yes 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 that was my first one that was it was very fun oh thank you so much yeah i just really wanted to do a series because i know that um lgbtq based stuff on my podcast because that's what people want from me and i just been like (laughs) just doing everything else (laughs) yep so yeah I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just go ahead and do this. Disclaimer: like. oh, You yeah, could do, ahead. you could say whatever you want on this podcast. Um, there's no filter. We are very ruthless around here, so have fun. Hmm. Hmm. I might could do that. <laughs> well, that's how like Chan and I are with IMHO because like we get kind of burned out on Drag Race, you know, where we're yes. just like. Ugh, I don't know if I can do any more drag race. So then we'll make like a random video and it will get like a thousand views. And we're like, no, that's not what people want. They want <laughs> us to talk about a TV show. No, for real. Fine. One of my uh, most viewed episodes I did with uh, some local drag queens. I'm in Jersey City. Um, so. Oh, ooh, ooh, not to brag. <laughs> I'm, and I'm that's outside in of Wisconsin? this city. Uh, it's in Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice weather. Oh, in a, such a lovely state at that. Correct. So, uh, My twin brother lives in Florida. I know. I know things. You have a twin? Yeah, he's a pastor. He's a straight pastor with four children. What? Oh my We're gosh. actually very close, despite his lifestyle choices. <laughs> We're actually pretty close. Wow, duality. We live for that. Yeah, truly. Are you ready, Darby? I'm ready. I'm so excited. Let's do it. Okay, let me um, put on my podcast voice. <clears throat> Hello. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> She's a top. Um, uh, Save it for the podcast. This is good. This is good content. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Devin Hour podcast. I'm your host, Devin. Thank you for taking an hour out of your day to hear me run my fat ass mouth. Welcome. <laughs> our very very special guest somebody who i have been watching for almost a year now to be honest and i just absolutely adore and i love i can't i can't stress it enough welcome darby lynn cartwright to the devon hour 
Oh my goodness. Thank you. I can hear the applause from here. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. You know, when I got your email that said, would you be interested in doing this podcast? I said, well, let me fucking look this up first and just see what this is about. And then when you said, but you can talk about yourself, I said, I'll do it. <laughs> I said, I'll do it. I'm in. Let's do it. Well, today we're just going to talk about you. It's a very dangerous subject. Let's I know. And, um, so, and some other things, of course. But I just want to know, how have you been throughout this crazy-ass uh, time that we've been in throughout this year so far? Um, totally fine. Not affected at all. Everything's good. Um, my life is completely normal and nothing is... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, terrible? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's really weird. I... Uh, my partner and I, we moved the week of the shutdown, like yeah. in March when uh, our illustrious mayor closed the city, um, We, <laughs> which I'm not disagreeing with that. She absolutely should have. I'm just disagreeing with everything she's done since. But um, they, you know, we moved. So, you know, my job at the bar shut down and his job as a server shut down. And he, you know, he, his projects with acting were closed. And so mm -hmm. we went from like living our lives to now moving into a new home and not having anywhere to go. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of felt like we're on vacation. Like this is our <laughs> hotel, um, you know, and one day we'll wake up and it'll be time to go back to the old apartment. Although I don't want to, because it didn't have a dishwasher and I just, I can't live that way again. I just can't do it. Um, but no, I mean, for for everything that's going on in the world, I am alive, I am healthy, I am loved. Yeah. That's all I need, you know? Yeah. Do um in March I was in school. So it was I was it was my senior year of college and I was just I was ready to like, you know, take over the world, but then the world mm -hmm. took over me. Um and <laughs> I had to yeah. move out, I had to move back home and I'm just like, wow. What what a time! So wait, your senior year in college. So how yeah. old are you? I just turned twenty two last week. Same, mm -hmm. <laughs> twenty two. Because remember, we were born in nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Yep. I said that as a question, as a test for you, because I'm just not sure. But yes. Oh, I love being young. Do you remember September eleventh? Because I don't. No, 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 no. Uh, Too young. Ooh. <laughs> Too young. Too young. Things, they really turned out well for you. I mean, except for, you know, 2020 and the fact that you can't leave your house. But <laughs> other than that, things seem to be going well. It's, it's, it's all right. I mean, I graduated online, so that was there lovely. You go. Uh, hey, not having to go to a college graduation is a gift. Oh, okay? Darby, I was not pressed. When they said, oh, no. we're going to do like online graduation, I said, okay, just send me my shit in the mail. And we could be perfectly fine. I thought the whole process of like getting up early in the fucking morning, <laughs> going to this uh, this arena, yeah, just to well, the, graduate. I thought that was a whole lot. <laughs> the thing about college graduation that's just not as fun as high school is like high school. It's just your class and everyone you grew up with or went to high school with. Yeah, college yeah. is just a bunch of strangers, and you're like. Oh my God, are they almost done with the veterinary school people? Because I need to go. Look, right, I, what's happening? Right. Because it's literally you, the whole entire school, and people that, like you said, people you just don't know. I had, no. I, I think on the list, 
um, it was like doctorates and then masters and then you know then oh, we yeah. get to You're the undergrads. You're at the very bottom, girl. Yeah. And then, then I'm a comm major, so I had to wait for a little bit. And then my last name is Wilson, so I oh. <laughs> oh God, you could have slept in like a couple hours longer. I did. I went upstairs. I said, "Mom, call me when they get to the department." It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you didn't have to do it in person, and and you got the degree, so there you go. That's all that matters. Even though I could have just lied on these applications and said I got one, it's not like they check anyways. I don't know how that works now. When I graduated college many, many moons ago, um, I think you were years going ago? to kindergarten. Okay, calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, I was a teacher, so I kind of had to get my degree because they were going to check it. Darby, you were a teacher? Yeah, I taught special ed for eight years. What a, you have such a beautiful soul. <laughs> well, that I call that period of my life my um, ticket to heaven. So <laughs> now I could just do whatever I want, yeah. you know. Like <laughs> truly, nothing is off limits. Um, yeah, I taught. I taught for a couple years in Louisville. I, mm-hmm. I moved to Louisville after college, and then I moved up here, and I taught six years in the Chicago public schools, and that is what. Um, killed my soul is that the right Mm. is that the right term um (laughs) cps is just really really hard Mm. and um plus i started to get into drag and i was like "Ooh, you mean i could like make money by getting drunk and wearing a wig instead of coming to work and not having any resources let's do it so that's crazy that transition from education i mean is it really a transition because you're still educating people as a drag queen I mean, drunk adults in a bar is pretty similar to my kids with special needs. Like, it's true. There's just no, I mean, I haven't had to, like, wipe anyone in a bar yet, but it's coming. That moment is coming. Oh, it's going to happen eventually. I know some queens who had to definitely do that. (laughs) For real. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I have done that to other queens, (laughs) but not to customers. Sorry, I just wanted to be clear with that. It was Alexis. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> shout out to alexis alexis p bevels winner of season one of that show that no one is it can't well what one well done ma'am <laughs> big fan shout out to, this is your biggest fan alexis i hope you're listening to this <laughs> camp wanna kiki camp wanna kiki one. i don't know why i want to say camp wakanda that that's what came into my head first yeah, I don't know that Alexis would be allowed uh, to apply for that camp, but, you know, I'm sure she could handle a day, maybe, possibly, an afternoon. Right? Bless her. <laughs> Let's talk about, um, a little bit about your your background. You're from Texas? No, Chan and Alexis are from Texas. I'm from Chan Tennessee. Chan and Alexis. Oh, okay. What, what part of Tennessee are you from? I'm from a suburb of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Germantown. It's exactly what you think it, it is. It's like everything is, looks exactly the same. Red brick buildings. We had, when I was growing up, we had multiple blockbusters, which is, just means that you got some money. Okay. <laughs> if you can rent multiple tapes. Um, yeah. So I grew up in a suburb very religious Southern Baptist family. Mm-hmm. I have a twin brother who we look a lot alike, but he is straight and very, he's a pastor. He's very Jesus. 
Um, and so I grew up thinking like, uh-oh, this isn't going to work out well for me. <laughs> so I ended up like when I graduated from high school, I was like, okay, I'll just go to college with my brother. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like, I want to go to a private Southern Baptist Mississippi college. And I, my gay ass was like, sure, why not? <laughs> so I, I went to a private Southern Baptist college in Mississippi. Um, Sounds spoiler amazing. alert. It was amazing. It didn't work out well. It, I'll just, I'll say that. Um, it just wasn't for me. Did right. I have sex with a lot of men on my campus? Yes. That's what I was going to say, because I yes. know like private schools have like the best trade. So. And, and such deep rooted, like internalized homophobia um, mm. that the sex is just real weird. Yeah. Cause you both <laughs> hate yourselves for it. So I mean, it's over quick and then the crying begins. Right. So it's layers. There's different layers, you know, get out of there before he realizes what he did. Exactly. Now that is, (laughs) that is rules to live by. Like if you can get off first and start putting your pants on before he finishes, it's just safer. Yep. Just like Jada, look over there. You look over there and you get out the door. That's what you do. That's well, that's that actually came from her own experiences because that's how she would leave hookups. She would go, look over there, and then yep. she was gone. Exactly. And now she's turned it into a t shirt. <laughs> uh, queen of the people. The magic of drag race, I tell you, darling. Yeah, there's a lot of magic in that <laughs> show. Um, so what was it like when you made that transition? So you went to Louisville first, and then you went to Chicago. Why Chicago of all places? Honestly, it was, so I moved to Louisville because I met someone on the internet. Um, and In a chat room? MySpace. Oh. We met I- on MySpace. This was many years ago. MySpace ended before you got into Ellen. I got the tail end of MySpace, so I never had the account. But I had Facebook. I had Facebook. (laughs) Oh, girl, I could get, oh, I can't even tell. Well, I was on college Facebook. Before Facebook was Facebook. Yeah, the original Facebook. Yeah, it was called College Facebook, and they only allowed, like, 10 colleges. And then, like, a month later, they'd open it up to, like, 20 or more. So I was one of the first colleges on college Facebook. But I could not figure out how to flirt with guys on that. So instead, I went to MySpace. And I just messaged anybody within a 200-mile radius. I was like, (laughs) let's talk. So I moved to Louisville um, because I was dating this guy. And, of course, it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And so a year after I moved there, I started my second year of teaching. And I was just, like, bummed because I was like, I moved to the city for this dude. And, like this sucks. And so I just started telling everyone um, that I was moving to Chicago because it's only like a four hour drive from Mm -hmm. Louisville, like a three and a half hour drive. And I was like, it's the closest big city. I'm just going to start saying it. So I started saying it. And then my principal called me into her office and she's like, I hear you're moving to Chicago. And I was like, I am now. And so without knowing anyone, I found roommates on Craigslist. I found two women who worked at Hooters. And they said they only wanted a girl roommate. And I said, what about like a girl-ish gay guy? And they were like, sure. And then I moved. I was like, fuck it. That's crazy. I've never- I moved the day that Michael Jackson died. I was in my car 
following my dad in the moving truck and my dad called me. We had just pulled in Chicago. I'm like looking at the skyline. I'm like, oh my God, I live here. My dad called and was like, turn on the radio. And then they were like, Michael Jackson died. And I was like, oh, that's sad, but I'll never forget. (laughs) Right. There's there's an important moment that happened that day besides that other important moment. Right. Well, and every time, every year, uh, you know, on his death, they do say like, it's been this many years. And so I don't even have to calculate, you know, I just, they tell me how long I've lived here. Nice. I highly (laughs) recommend it. Yeah. I highly recommend it. If you're moving anytime soon, find a celebrity who is not in good health and just see how they're doing. Oh, I can't wait to move to LA when Donald Trump kicks the bucket. Oh girl. What a day. Anywhere. (laughs) A constant reminder of my my victories anyways <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that's so crazy like you just got up and just left and just went to chicago that's i could not yeah. imagine just like ever doing that but um there's obviously a scene over there in chicago so i guess it makes sense yeah well it was just it was it was close to louisville and i knew i couldn't go back down to the south like i mm. knew i was like I'm too gay at this point. I'm officially like out. It took me forever. Like, let me stay out. So I just picked Chicago and it was terrifying. Um, Honestly, it's not that I'm like this brave person that made that decision. I'm just like a loud mouth idiot. Like I had just told so many people that that's what I was going to do Mm -hmm. that my boss had heard that that's what I was going to do. And I was like, Oh, okay, I guess I'm doing it. So it's just, I kind of forced myself into it. But you spoke into existence. Truly. I mean, it's, and that was 11 years ago. Let's see, when did Michael Jackson die? Yeah, that was like 11 years ago. And it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. So how did you get into drag? Um, I just don't, I don't love myself. So... I actually, I started drag. I, so when I moved to Chicago and a way to meet people, um, I joined the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus. Very, very old white men. And um, <laughs> I, they had like a drag show, like a live singing drag show as a fundraiser every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one year, it's like a couple years into it, I was at a party, like a choir party. And I was a little tipsy. And they were like, oh, yeah, he had to drop out. And I was like, drop out of what? And they were like, this drag show. I was like, I'll do it. And so the next day they texted and they were like, we're so excited that you're joining the show. And I said, I did what? And they're like, yeah, our conversation. And I was like, great. So again, trapped myself into something. <laughs> um, I'm seeing a pattern here. I need to talk to my therapist. Um, so I just started doing like live singing drag shows like once a year for the chorus. And then... I got involved in this really silly drag show called Snow White and the Seven Drag Queens. Um, and that was at a local bar. Were you one of the and dwarves? I was. I was sleepy. Um, which, spoiler alert, she slept a lot. So my lines were very easy to remember. Um, but my first drag show actually in Chicago, so it was at this club called Hydrate. And after one of our rehearsals, Shea Coulee's show, Hashtag Face, was happening. And so... The queen of the world. Girl, truly. Truly, 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 our queen. And so the director asked the manager, like, hey, can we have one of our drag queens, like, 
perform to kind of promote the show. And they're like, yeah. And so I said, I'll do it. I got, I got a song in my phone. I'm ready to go. Just plug my phone in. I can do it. And yeah, the first time I ever really performed in a bar was in Shea Coulee's show. And then it just took off from there. Shea that was at the time, Coulee. though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, girl, no. This is going to blow your mind. This is when <laughs> Chicago had, like, eight drag queens. Like, there mm-hmm. just weren't that many. And so it was Redacted Rex, so we, we will no longer speak of. Yikes. It was Trixie Mattel, Kim Chi, Shea Coulee, um, this girl, Ruby D. This girl, oh, I know Ivory, Ruby D. Yeah. Um, and like me, like there was like no one. And then every year, like another person got on Drag Race, another person got on Drag Race, and the girls, like Kim, Shay, and Trixie, they didn't just get on Drag Race; they, they like, made it pretty far. They made it, yeah. Well, yeah, and they, you know, made big careers. So it's kind of depressing every now and then. I'll get one of those like <laughs> Facebook memories, and it's like, remember this? And it's a picture of all of us in like a dirty basement after a show, and I'm like. Yeah, they're all super rich now, but no, I'm fine. I'll talk about them on YouTube. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not crying. But you're the real winner here because technically you're the judge. I mean, truly, I gave myself that power. <laughs> uh, try to take it from me. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like, so, you know, for those of you who don't know, I have mm-hmm. a little online show, IMHO, in my homosexual opinion with yes. Auntie Chan yes. and Alexis Bevel sometimes. Um, whenever and, she's not interning for the for the day. Right. Whenever she somehow gets more power. That's going Chan. Um, but we review like Drag Race. And we actually started that because Chan and I were guests on Soju's show, shot with Soju. Oh, love Soju. Yes, and she went on to Drag Race, and so I contacted Chan, and I was like, hey, we were kind of funny together on this show. We didn't know each other, like, at all. Really? No. Mm -hmm." That's wild, because you and Chan, it seems like you and Chan go go back, like, years. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, like, we knew each other from the scene, like, we knew of each other, but I don't even know that we had ever done a show together. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, I know it's weird, but like, Soju's not here anymore. She's not doing a show. We were kind of funny. Do you want to try it? And yeah, took off from there. So thank God. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so crazy because you would really think that you and Auntie Chan like knew each other for years prior to doing the show. We're actors, you know. (laughs) No, I think we, I think we... I think I knew this when I asked her, like we're our vibes. We vibe really well together. Like we mm-hmm. both, we have similar senses of humor. Um, I mean, certainly in the last year and a half that we've done this show, we've learned a lot more about each other. We've right. had our moments where we were like, okay, we got to work through this. We got to figure something out. So, but no, I mean, I'm happy to hear that. A lot of people say like, I, I thought y'all were really close. And it's like, well, we're getting there, but no, we didn't really know each other. We just wanted to talk about a TV show on YouTube and have people go, your opinion sucks. Thumbs down, thumbs down. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. So let's talk about makeup because you know how to beat a, you know how to beat your own face at least. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I well, did you watch my makeup tutorial? I, I did. Oh, bless. <laughs> I did that. Why did I do that? I think it's just because, like, when I started drag, I learned makeup just from playing with it based on YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. The first the I ordered like. $300 worth of makeup when I first started and it was all from Manila Luzon's makeup tutorial. She's mm -hmm. in like a Hampton Inn. It's like, there's no light. And she's like, this is a Krylon stick. And I was like, great, I'll order that. <laughs> and that's just how I started. And then, you know, when I kind of came onto the scene, all the girls like Shay and Kim and Valentine, like they were all super nice and would kind of, nudge me in different directions and be like, mm -hmm. maybe try this, maybe stop doing that. And we would have makeup parties where we would all just do our makeup in one apartment and we would just ask questions. Um, and Valentine helped me a lot with that. So it's taken a, just go back in the archives. It's, it's been a long journey. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. But um, your makeup, like your face is so, I love it because it's so signature number one. So you, we already immediately know who it is. It's, it's Darby. Like we, we yeah, already know. It's gotta be her. It's gotta be her. No one else would do that. It's gotta be her. <laughs> How would you yeah. describe early Darby though? Oh, uh, I like, let's see a harm to herself and others. That's a, <laughs> no, I just, I think I was just all about like, oh, I'm supposed to put contour on. Right. Great. I'm just going to put as much brown on my cheeks as possible. Oh, I'm supposed to wear lipstick. Great. I'm going to put it all over my face. Like I just like early Trixie was very similar to like what I was doing. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, I see a lot of the, yes, <laughs> I mean, just picture, but a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the things that people say like, oh, you got that from Trixie or, oh, you know, with my old, my previous name, you know, people definitely were like, oh, you must be copying Trixie. You're just copying Trixie. No, like the cheap contour that I get read for, that is a Shea Coulee trick. The, uh, <laughs> the nose, yeah, the nose, that is a, she, now, she cannot be named trick. Like there are certain girls that I, cutting my crease with the white, uh, that was a kimchi tip. So maybe because we were all around the same person, maybe mm -hmm. they all had the same tricks. <laughs> but, um, no, I put it up because I just starting drag makeup is really difficult. Yeah. And a lot of the makeup tutorials that I watch from like drag race girls, it's, um, there's a, there's a, there's an added like pressure because they're so professional and they're at the top of their game. And I feel like a beginner queen would be kind of intimidated to follow those particular things. And I was like, yeah. well, I know how to do one face. I can show them my face yeah. because I spend most of my time fixing the problems anyway. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to give beginner people like, Hey, here's everything I use. It's affordable. Just do it. And that's important because like the queens that we know, like they, they been practicing their face for years. So I remember yeah. one of my friends, they were trying to like copy Jada's uh, makeup tutorial. And I was like, good luck with that. Cause Jada has been perfecting that face for years. Yeah. But well, also I think Jada is just naturally pretty though. I think she's been like that since the beginning of her career. <laughs> well, we all saw her 20 minute drag on drag race. It looked like my four hour drag, like, excuse me. <laughs> No, but I mean, that's the thing about 
those tutorials. You're right. Like they've been practicing it. So yeah, they can show you what they're doing, but there's a mastery. There's a level behind right. what they're doing. My makeup is pretty paint by numbers. So I don't think there's a lot of skill involved. You just have to take the time to, you know, when one eye is going up and you accidentally drew the other one mm -hmm. going down, you just got to fix it. That's yeah. all. Have you ever done makeup? I, I've like played around with it here and there. Um, but whenever I had like my face done, I think I look pretty, pretty fucking decent, to be honest with you, Darby. <laughs> oh, uh, well, it, hey, at least you're confident. That is 65, 70% of doing drag. My friends always tell me that I have like these eyes that they would kill for. And I said, oh, really? So I'm going to use that to my advantage. Put all the eye shit on my face then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got and you've got a good nose, too. I have this giant nose that looks like I got into like a fight on my way out of a womb. I don't think so. so. I think you have a great nose, too. Um, for the podcast listeners, I just want you to know Devin is lying. Um <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But I, yeah, but I definitely, I would love, are you kidding? A little tiny petite nose. Get out of here. Right. Amazing. <laughs> like a little Blair St. Clair nose. Get out of here. Come on. If I could be Blair St. Clair for a day and just wear whatever One I want. Day. If I could just throw like bed sheets over me, that's fashion for her. She could. <laughs> oh, for sure. She puts on like a trash bag and, suddenly she's got a line of guys standing behind her or in her. I don't know her lifestyle. Right. I don't know what she does. Exactly. No, no judgments. Live your life, YOLO. You have been associated with so many legendary queens. You talk, We talked about Shea Kool-Aid, Kim Chi, Trixie. Um, since, like, their trajectory, how has drag changed in the Chicago scene? Um, you know, it's, it's bizarre. Like, you definitely... Like Trixie, she was a Milwaukee queen who just yeah, yeah. came down to Chicago on occasion. So, you know, we all kind of knew her in the same way that like she just popped in and out. She wasn't like a staple of Chicago drag, although she mm -hmm. had a large presence. So her leaving wasn't wasn't strange. Kim leaving was, I think, the like a big like, oh, oh, shit. Kim, she is like because I remember she had film drag race and she came back to Chicago and it was that weird few months before they start airing. So like, you can't talk about being on the show. Right. Right. And, um, we hired her at sidetrack and the manager was like, I want to put Kenshi at the end of the night. Like she's, she's going to be huge. Like she's going to be on drag race. She's going to be huge. I want to put her at the end. So people stick around to see her. I was like, well, but people don't know that she's on Drag Race yet. Like, she can't mm -hmm. talk about it. So are you sure? And he said, people know. And then at the this end This is before the all night, the spoilers and stuff, though. Like, I don't oh, think people yeah. really, knew, really knew, like, oh, no. yeah. No, no, no. And so at the very end of the night, people are just filing out of this bar. Kimchi is up on stage performing. Everyone's backs are turned. Like, people are literally just walking out of the room. They're like, who is this? And I just was like, Oh, you have no idea what you're doing right now. You're walking away from Kim Chi. Um, <laughs> a legend. A legend. Yeah. So Kim Kim's rise to stardom was pretty exciting for everybody. Um there were some Chicago then, queens before that though, right? There was was Gia Gunn from Chicago? She was, yeah. Yeah. And um I, I didn't Mystique know her. Very well. I only knew her like being mean mean to me in a, a trailer. 
I mean, that's a lot of people's stories with with Gia. (laughs) Girl. And what killed me, and I get it. Like, I 100% get it. There, You know, there's uh, plenty of terrible queens that started out, like, around the same time. So it's just, it killed me because every time, every time I'd work with her, I'd see her, I'd have to introduce myself again. She's like, hi, I'm Gia. (laughs) I was just like, I know you don't care about this is fine this is it's fine just forget it um yeah and then shay was like a big we were all so excited um but you know shay was also like not to take this to a deep place but shay kind of said that on the chicago black drag council town hall yes that shay had kind of been blacklisted by the person who ran all of the shows in Chicago. So by the time she was on Drag Race, you only saw Shay if you went to Hashtag Face, that show uh, that she had at Hydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of us would do it. Like I did Hashtag Face a few times. So we would see her, um, but she was very much relegated to that one bar. So when she left, it, it, it didn't make a whole lot of difference to the rest of the scene because someone had already kind of and I don't even know why. I don't know where that came from. Mm. I don't know. But we were, you know, I was brand new. I wasn't about to start anything with anybody. I was like, oh, right. is this the rules? These are the rules? Great. I'll do the rules. Um, but yeah, Shay, I remember Shay, we were, it was hashtag face. We were down in this awful basement. And I had only met her once or twice. Like I did her show like once. And like a long time ago. And so I was coming back for the first time, not to like promote another show, but just to be in the show mm-hmm. and just how she just welcomed me with open arms. And I was so uncomfortable because everyone was doing their makeup and they were good at it. And I still didn't quite know what I was doing. And she kept taking the time to come over to where I was and be like, do you need help with anything? Do you have any questions? I was like, thank you. Like she just, <laughs> she just wanted you to be comfortable. And she's right. like, I can help you, you know? Um, but of course, if you go back and look at our makeup back then, I mean, she didn't know a whole lot more than I did either at that point. We times were, have changed. Times <laughs> have changed. <laughs> yeah. So Vixen leaving was a big deal. Vixen was exciting because Vixen and I were hosting drag race viewing parties at Sidetrack. We did that for two years and then suddenly mm-hmm. she was on it. So for me, Vixen getting on the show was like, my moment of like holy shit and vixen already had like black girl magic and stuff beforehand before she going on drag race right um yes i'm trying to think i think so yeah um i don't think it was at roscoe's i think it was at berlin at the time um but you know after she got on drag race and she got the contract with roscoe's it moved to roscoe's so um we just the vixen is I mean, we all know now, like, she's just a powerhouse and she's, she's kept Chicago drag, especially through like recent events. She's just kept Chicago drag, like honest. And yeah, um, yeah, we owe her a lot. Yeah. It's funny. I just, I love every time she like, <laughs> she'll tweet like, I told y'all, I told you. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally yeah. like the Vixen is one of those individuals that have been telling the truth since day one. And yeah. now we're all, now it's all coming full circle and we're just like, oh shit, 
yeah, Vixen was right. Like with like with Drag Race when she was on Drag Race and how they edited Vixen to be like this villain, and then here goes years later. Now we really see Drag Race for what it is or what it's becoming, and we're just like, damn, Vixen was correct. <laughs> she was right, and yeah. the way that you know, and the way that everyone was so on her about what her reaction was like or what her feelings were like, and then there was no comment about the way Eureka acted, right, and right. you know. And, and we were all part of the problem, I think, you know, like my reaction to it, despite even knowing Vixen, like watching her like walk out of the reunion, I was like, what is this? What is going on? But no, if you are made a fool by these editors on national television, and then you have to come back and still play their stupid games where they're treating you poorly. Now, I think it would be difficult to watch that season now. I can't imagine oh, yeah. what it's like to live it. Exactly. It was because we don't know like the, the ins and outs of when it comes to reality television. There's so much more that goes into what we see than what we actually see. So like, there okay. could have been a lot of like poking of the vixen behind the scenes that we just did not get to see. You know, there could have been a whole lot of shit that was said in that reunion that we just did not see because they were trying to tell yeah. this story. They're trying to paint this narrative. But even so what up. we did see, like, of, yeah, we didn't see the producers off camera saying, like, say this, say this. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. what we did see, you could still see the white queens having a lot to say and everyone getting upset when the one black girl, when Vixen mm-hmm. is responding. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you still see that. You know, we don't see it in general. But at the time, we didn't acknowledge it. Right. You know, and now, and, you know... It, Thank God that she stuck around. She didn't have to stick around and take all that abuse and keep no. working and keep trying to change the, you know, the the drag scene. But thank God she did, because now yeah. she's yeah. We're just very, 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 very proud of her. So while we are on the topic of drag race, I know we went on a little bit of a, a tangent there, oh, viewers. We did, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about the reviews of Drag Race, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that. So by the time you, um, IMHO channel started reviewing Drag Race, we were getting at least five seasons a year. Like, it was was nutty. Are you kidding? Yeah. We did season 11, which went right into, like, UK. Yep. Which went right into, like, then Dragula came on. And then it just, and every time a, a season would end, something else had already started. Right, yeah. I'm so, I mean, like, I'm not excited that the world is shut down. Don't get me wrong, but I am kind of excited that like Canada is about to end and we'll have a moment to breathe. <laughs> are you going to, are you like, going to do Holland? Cause I know they doing like drag race. Holland. Uh, <laughs> yes. 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 We also want to do, cause we never did Thailand. So we do want to do Thailand. Cause that is, I've just heard so many things. So I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to do Holland. I just don't know. Um, like, is it going to be on WoW Presents? Do we know? I don't know. Yeah. I have no clue. It might That's be, though, because if, if Canada is on WoW Presents, right, then probably Holland might be on there. Well, there's just got to be some sort of, like, English subtitles, because <laughs> I'm not dealing with, like, I just found out there's a Real Housewives of Naples, Italy, but there's no English subtitles available. I'm like, you cannot put that out into the world and not allow me to watch that. Excuse me? Especially so, Naples. What the hell? Italian right? women going back and forth? Oh, 
Oh, I, I, I watch clips of it on YouTube and it's all in Italian, but I still watch it. Cause I'm just <laughs> like, I try, I, I have to watch these ladies. Yes. Um, yeah. I hope there's English translation for Holland. Let's, let's see. It might if, be. Is, is Rue a part of it? I'm, she Rue is, was in she? a Rue was in a promo. So it might be like how, how Canada is where Rue might pop up to like give out the message. So it might be in English. Cause I feel like that's what drag race in order to like attract, you know, different fans, they might just give us subtitles or just might have English speaking Queens on there. Who knows? I don't know what, what's really going on. Well, Chan and I learned when we did drag race UK reviews, we learned very quickly that drag cultures outside of the United States are not necessarily for us. Like we, what we critique or what we see as like not as great or not what we would have done. Um, that is a very, <laughs> it's a very American shitty view to have. That is true. Um, so we learned like, cause we got roasted by UK fans. Like they were so pissed at us because we weren't looking up the references. We were just, Oh yeah. You know, UK is just so they have such a different style of humor than we do. Yeah. So it many just different wasn't, references, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we were just holding them to, like, our standard of drag race, which is its own. I mean, it's been on for 12 years. Like, of course, it's in a different place, you know? Um, so when Canada came around, we were we had learned a lot about this is not necessarily, like, our culture. We're not necessarily the targeted audience. So just find the humor, find the... The positives in it as much as you can because Granted, if you go back, Canada is just bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's not great. It's not great. It's but if not. Back, if you go back and you watch like IMHO's UK reviews, like the mm-hmm. first few, that's how I started ruthless. watching y'all the UK reviews. Oh, we're ruthless. We are not nice. And then you go back, <laughs> you go to Canada and watch our Canada reviews. We're like, it wasn't great, but she looks like she has a great time. Like we're trying to. We've definitely gotten a lot nicer. I'll say that. Although the UK ones were really fun to do. Like, just yeah. being a little bitchy was kind of fun. But And also, but the UK, the UK are queens sweet. are... They are, aren't they? Like, they're just so nice. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> they're just so oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love... Um, Blue Hydrangea and Cheryl Hole are two of my faves to interact with on Twitter. Because oh. they're always down to play. And like they and they would watch IMHO and they had such good senses of humor about it. Um, I love I love Cheryl Hole. I just think she is glamour trash. Like she's just like <laughs> she's. Oh God, I don't even know how to describe her. <laughs> she's like high end, lower middle class. Like I don't know Essex. She, she's Essex. Essex. She absolutely yeah. is Essex, and I adore it. I love yeah. Do you listen to her podcast? I do. And I love it. I love Cheryl so much. I think Cheryl is like one of the only UK queens that I feel like could actually come to American drag race and oh. do pretty well. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I think she'd do as well as she did on UK. I think she'd make it to the middle. But <laughs> she's she's great. And I don't care about girl groups all that much. I mean, the only ones I care about is Destiny's Child. And they don't really talk about them at all. So I, I love listening to her show, even if I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. Did you listen to the one with Jan and Jackie? No, I missed that one. 
they did a like a girl group trivia thing and Jackie Cox knew nothing like at all. <laughs> and I was like, what am I listening to? Cause Jan knew everything, Sean knew everything. I was like, Jackie, it's like someone let someone's great aunt into the podcast. I don't think they like, have girl groups in Canada to be honest with you. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I think I like drunkenly FaceTimed her after I listened to it. And I was like, Jackie, we need to talk about what you've said on this show. And I think I just make fun of her. That's usually the only time I talk to Jackie Cox truly. Like FaceTime is when we're drunk. Like last night, she FaceTimed me late at night. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's standing in the shower. And I was like, why are you in the shower? And she's like, I like the steam. And I was like, then don't call me. Why are you calling me? <laughs> she's, she's fun. Oh, Jackie Cox, uh, amazing queen. I never got the chance to see Jackie Cox. Um, because mind you, I just, when I turned 21 last year, I went straight to school. And then as soon as school started, we got straight into quarantine. So, so hey, I never got the chance you, to see you take Jackie. It slow. You take it slow. I had my first alcoholic beverage at like 25. No, you did like, not. I, yes, I did. Yeah, 24, Darby. 25. Yeah, well, I was very Southern Baptist. I didn't believe in alcohol. In contrast to that, I've been in the game since 15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I need to call Child Protective Services right now. Excuse me. Hang on. Let me just get them on the phone. Excuse me, CPS? Yeah. Is that how they do it in Jersey City? Do we even have laws? I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in Jersey City. I think we... Dyfus is not a thing anymore. I don't think anybody knows what goes... No one no. in Jersey City knows what goes on in Jersey no, City. No, we don't. All we know is we live outside of New York City. So that's the only thing we know. <laughs> yeah. And and people who live in New York will remind you of that if you ever try to say you live in New York. Oh, definitely. For Whenever sure. I tell somebody like, oh, I live I live in Jersey City, which is just right out there in New York City, they're like, yeah, you're from New Jersey. Jersey, yeah. And I was like... We got your slang. We got your food. Like, we got everything over here. You might as well just take us in. We're the adopted child. You're going to have to take it in, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. But, like, honestly, if you sit the Real Housewives of New York next to Real Housewives of New Jersey, it might as well be two different planets. It, I mean, it is a, yeah. it's a, it's a wild ride. I mean, granted, Real Housewives of New Jersey is a poor depiction of New Jersey. Yeah, that's because true. New Jersey is so we're filled with so much culture. Well, a lot of our culture is mainly is, is black culture. That's that's New Jersey. Like a lot of things over here is just our club music, our influences. Fucking Earth, Wind, and Fires from here. It's <laughs> this the state well, is black. <laughs> yeah, I don't under. Well, that makes sense though because when I watch the Real Housewives of New Jersey and see all of those white people, um, I feel like I'm really getting the culture. You know, like the fact that there's not a single black person on the screen. I feel like right. this is Jersey. This is it. This <laughs> is the moment. Right. That would be now. That would be a gag. That would be a gag if, if they had a black housewife. If they, well, if they were all Black Housewives, if they just shook it up and were like, why don't we show a different, because Potomac is killing it right now. I'm sorry. Potomac is exactly carrying housewife. Hang on. I'm going to call Andy. Excuse me. Hang on a second. <laughs> Andy, I have an idea. Right. That, that'd be killer. It would be. It's just, it's just a poor, just a poor depiction of New Jersey. Like they, they exclude our house music. House music over here in New Jersey is like 
house music and club music go to like it, it's a staple here the fact that nobody talks about it the fact it's not being recognized it's kind of like so yeah listen darby you know as a queer man let me know no that's actually an insult to you too because i was going to say we aged by two so i was going to say technically oh. i'm 44 so i don't know how old that'll make you <laughs> that really would make me dead i'm gone I'm gone. I mean, if not dead, at least like I'm I'm putting my affairs in order. I'll say that. The wills together. Okay. Let me tell you this. Yes, I am 36 years old, but I have to say. You look fucking good. Right? Well, that's, thank you. I'm not, I'm not aging like most white men my age. Because you're not problematic, Darby. That's what it is. Well, that's what it is. That's what it is. That and lotion. You know, you put those two together. Um, no, but like, I was such a dramatic teen and like, I was in the closet and I didn't, everything I heard about homosexuality was just how horrible it was. And you'll go to hell and you'll get AIDS and you're going to die. So growing up hearing that, I didn't think I would live to see my 30s. Like truly, mm-hmm. not to be all dramatic about it but but that's the reality for for a lot of us like a lot of us don't get to see you know our 30s or even our late 20s because so many of us are being killed and that's that's the reality of the world yeah well and it's just the it's the ignorance of where i grew up and there was no and and the time that i grew up there was no no understanding of gay people like no Yeah, yeah, yeah truly my understanding was what my parents told me which their understanding is what the church told them. And so my dad honestly believed that all gay people had AIDS. Like he honestly thought that. Mm-hmm. And that was what I knew. So I didn't expect to live as long as I have. So when I turn, the older I get, I'm like, great. I'm still here. I'm walking around, you know. Well, think about so, this. You're 36 and you look fucking amazing. Here goes Redacted Pie. She was like 27 on the show and the bitch looked 45. 48. <laughs> I honestly, well, okay, can I tell you a secret? Mm-hmm. Um, we, when we filmed the cast review yeah. for season 12, um, I had to cut out this giant part. Chan and I thought she was really old. and because uh, we thought she was, who did we think she was? Jackie B? Is that who we, th- anyway, we thought, no, no, Sherry Vine. We thought she was Sherry Vine, mm. who is older. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and because she looked so old, we were just like, oh yeah, that's gotta be her. Um, and so we, we just were like, I mean, good for her for finally making it on the show. I mean, it just shows you that like age is just a number, you know, this whole thing. And then as I was editing it, editing it, I was like looking up more info about everyone. I was like, she's 27? Holy shit. So I had to cut that out. But Let's be honest, Sherry Vine is not stepping foot or nobody's RuPaul's Jag race. <laughs> no, that's true. That's very, very true. I mean, oh. she's step on step right off. Let's be honest. It probably she's good RuPaul at what out she in the does. process. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. She's like, I don't have, I, I can't do all of this stuff. I'll do one challenge, but then I'm done. She would the just design like, challenge. And then we're going to go home for the performance challenge afterwards. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> like, I don't have time for that. No, no, no. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, when you're unproblematic, you age gracefully. 
you're unproblematic and not ashy. You <laughs> age gracefully. Because you're not because you're not worried. You're not worried about you just take it all in stride. And yeah. I that's been a big um thing through the resurgence of the the Black Lives Matter movement that yeah. um I took from a Facebook friend of mine, a friend of my partners. She's a white woman um with a black son. And so she's really taken on this role of educating other white people because it shouldn't fall on black shoulders. Right. And so she's, she said something very, very early on. And she was like, this is the moment where you just, you try your best, you, you're told you did, did it wrong and you scramble to do something else. You say, okay, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm going to do this now. And mm -hmm. if you get told that's wrong, you say, okay, I learned that. I'm not going to do that now. And I'm going to go on with that. And so through all of like all of this movement and all of this discussion that is uncomfortable to have, obviously, um, just having that in the back of my mind that like, okay, I got it wrong. I'll, I'll do this now. You know, like there's always a moment to reset as long as you are really taking in other people's feelings and your responsibility, like what you are doing to help or hurt, mm -hmm. um, you'll figure it out, you know? Exactly. It's all about taking from that experience and just doing better. That's yeah. what it's about. And that's what people should be striving to do. If you have done something wrong or if you are aware of things that are not correct, you should want to just do better or use your privilege if you have privilege to help others who may not have that 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 privilege yeah darby you're doing a damn thing by the way because all right okay you oh, are um, i just think you're like just so fucking amazing darby and that's just that <laughs> i'm just gonna okay i'm, gonna keep I'm saying that, that this. i know i'm gonna put that on a t-shirt hang on one second i'm gonna write that down you said i was what fucking amazing Is that fucking what amazing okay perfect perfect <laughs> no i i just it's it's funny to me that like you know, I, I'm, I, I am, I'm 36. I'm not old, but I'm, I'm a good 10 years older than a lot of the drag queens yeah. that are changing the game and changing the scene. And so I am at a little bit of a disadvantage because I've lived a very different life. And I'm, you know, that, that of course brings a little anxiety, but uh, Lucy Stuhl and I are the exact same age. Oh, I love her. Yeah. We're the exact same age. She was born. I was born two days before her and, um, or she was born two days. I don't know. We're two days apart. Mm -hmm. um, and so she's also at the forefront and, you know, we grow, I cannot tell you the amount of conversations we've had over the years of like, I would just corner her in a bathroom at queen. And I'd be like, can you talk, can you, am I racist? And she'd be like, yeah, ah. do you want to talk about it? And, and she would, and, and there was no, she wasn't trying to humiliate me. She wasn't trying to end me. She's like, let's figure this out. Um, she's, she's been a real light in all of this. And that's why it's so hard sometimes to accept other people's reactions to it because mm -hmm. she is approaching everything with such an openness and oh my gosh, yes. a willingness. And yeah. just so smart. When I was watching the, so the town hall meeting, I was like, Lucy is just actually just amazing because the way that she mm -hmm. handled everybody professionally while also reading the fuck out of people professionally, that that's icon status. <laughs> that's just yeah. 
that's icon legend status lucy oh my goodness how have you seen um drag in general evolve over the last uh i would say decade or so because it went because when drag race first started i felt like the community was i mean granted when drag race first started i, I was young i was at least 12 <laughs> 10 or 12 okay. when drag race first started All right. okay. but <laughs> i have definitely seen the the shift because i remember it being um a, a smaller community now is just like just massive so how have have yeah. you how have you been taking in this this evolution you know what's funny when i started drag when i drunkenly said i would do that live singing drag show for the chorus mm-hmm. um i when the night came to perform oh. i was very clear with everyone do not tag me on facebook do not take a picture of me and tag me i was so afraid of my friends, of my family mm-hmm. seeing it. And that that really was the culture, you know? That was gay, gay men. There was a lot of, again, like in, internalized homophobia, misogyny, like drag queens were just kind of the clowns that we could kind of make fun of, but like we wanted to keep our distance. Um, like when I finally started to do drag, you know, like, Truly, there were eight working drag queens in Chicago, nine, ten on a good day. Right. And now there are 4,000. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that definitely made a difference. But I love it. I'm so happy that it's, it's grown to where it is. I'm so happy that we're being introduced to new people uh, and new styles of drag, too. New styles Just of drag. Drag, drag, kings drag kings are, like huge now like watching tenderoni take over the world is so fulfilling tender fucking roni <laughs> tenderoni yeah yes. and like and you know cis women doing drag and obviously trans women started this whole fucking movement and so to see At the RuPaul. world come to yeah right right i'm lucky that i didn't have to do all that much work because there weren't any <laughs> but um you I are the foundation darby <laughs> No, no, no. But I I think it's really exciting. I love it. I love that it's become so mainstream. And I love that gay men have uh, had to face, myself included, have had Mm -hmm. to face the misogyny that was so built into our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, It was only a few years ago we were sharing that same Queerty article about how terrible bachelorette parties are and how awful bachelorettes are. And I can't like, believe that, was, that that was something that just recently started, like yeah. we just started having a conversation about because as far as I'm concerned, that's been going on since forever with drag yeah. queens. Yeah, it was, it was the joke. It was the ongoing joke. We always make fun of bachelorettes, myself included. And it's only been the last couple of years that we've really had to inspect that and and break down why why was this okay you know and and recognizing that queer women exist and queer women belong in queer spaces correct um so it's the last few years the last two years it's a different world and it's great it's great it's just i think that's why some people are getting left behind because they just don't want to put in the work to figure out how to exist in this world. Mm-hmm. So what is the end goal for IMHO? Like, where do you see yourself IMHO, let's say, uh, next couple of years? Ooh, I love that question. Devin. Um, 
<laughs> you know, what's funny is because of the shutdown and because, you know, I won't be returning to bar work anytime soon. Um, For another three years kind of, or so. Truly, though. Yeah. Well, at least in the way that we used to know it. Yeah. Um, so my my entire career trajectory was immediately moved to IMHO. Like, you know, without IMHO, I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. Like the fact that IMHO is paying my rent and my bills at this point, like, oh, it can do that. Well, we can do a lot more. Right. Um, so, you know, I would love to develop more shows. Like I would love to develop shows that are hosted by starring, you know, some of the black queens we've had on. Oh, that's so awesome. Darby, you are on the come up. You and Auntie Chan and Alexis on, on occasion, whenever you decide to, to pay her. Um, Never, never, (laughs) never will. Never have, never will. So like IMHO, like I said, is one of my favorite YouTube channels throughout the quarantine. um, It has been keeping me entertained and keeping me sane. Um, And honestly, I look forward to every single week. It's funny how three insane people keep you sane. That's weird how like you find sanity in three people who are insane. I like that. Reverse psychology, I think. Full circle moment. That's just where healing is nature healing itself, you know? Yeah. Uh, The chemistry is just really there. I could really see IMHO like being one of the top like uh, queer channels out there. Um, I could see IMHO podcast. Alexis has been desperately trying to get us to do podcasts if alexis had her way it would all be podcasts so we're yeah we're thinking about that i mean chan like she changed jobs like her day job uh in the middle of the pandemic so like getting time with her is tricky because she's mm-hmm. so popular and famous yep. um but we all live super close like chan is a block that way the kool-aid girls are blocked that way dita's a block that way like we're all just on top of each other um, which is nice, but yeah, I, I, I do like that we get to introduce new people to the world, but I love when Shannon and I come back together as well. It's mm-hmm. really fun to be back together. Aww. The original duo. <laughs> My two online moms. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's online moms, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, I, I, I can only adopt two more according to the state before they have to start taking some away. Wait, okay, so take me in and you can file me for your taxes and get the little tax write-off for it. Okay, great. Let me just write all that <laughs> down. Okay, I got it. Done. All right, well, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on to the Devon Hour. Everybody, please go follow Darby Lynn on all social medias and make sure you check out the IMHO YouTube channel. Uh, I just uploaded the episode with Nick Gaga. I hope everybody appreciate that. Nick Gaga is an amazing queen. Go check that episode out if you haven't. So there you go. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Catch us next week with a whole nother episode. Check out the Music Mondays and also check out the 10K or Less Followers playlist where I highlight musicians who have 10K or Less Followers. Thank, Thank you for taking an hour out of your day to hear me run my fat ass fucking mouth. And stay woke. That's that.